Good evening, and welcome back to the Diz Dads Podcast Plus. I'm your host, Aaron Ripmaster, and with me tonight in the man cave to record Diz Dads Podcast Plus number 50 are my trusty co-hosts, Tim Hicks. That Buzz Lightweight can't help you now. (laughs) And back from uh, one last trip into the, uh, the, the... what it would be called the, the hoarder's labyrinth uh, is our co-host Willie Crocker. Hey guys, welcome back. It's been fun. Let me tell you <laughs> being away from home for almost six weeks. It'll be is wow. crazy. Yeah, but now, right. Well, so that's, that's what we were just about to get to. So been, you know, doing the hard work, putting in the labor and uh, now you, you get to have a, a, respite you get to uh celebrate a bit and uh willie is going to be heading down to walt disney world here in just a couple of days and so we thought that this would be a good opportunity to get back to an old um Diz dad's podcast favorite thing which is a trip preview report where we talk about sort of how a trip came together before we get into that discussion though we do want to thank our podcast sponsors uh we're sponsored by mouse master travel and Wicked Mouse Travel. Both are authorized Disney vacation planners who would love to help make sure that you have the best Disney destination vacation experience possible. You can reach out to them at their respective websites at mousemastertravel.com or wickedmousetravel.com, and they'd love to take care of you in, uh, you know, the, the professional way that they do, make sure that you get that ideal vacation experience. Um, so perfect segue to talking about Willie's ideal vacation experience. Um, so Willie, um, let's, let's lay groundwork for this one a little bit. Um, I know that, that you've been sort of nervously eyeing the possibility of a trip in this time frame for a while, but when did everything kind of coalesce? When did it all come together? Uh, it all was official on Presence Day weekend when my wife got her second vaccine shot and she realized it's either now or we'll never go. And so <laughs> like I have, I have one shot. She has two. The boys aren't eligible yet. So we're going to risk it with them. And we said, all right, we're ready to go. And we've had a lot of friends go to Disney. We've had a lot of clients go to Disney and they've all felt very safe there. All right. Well, that's good. Huge right. So, so you're comfortable. I mean, and this is big because, you know, we've talked about this on the show about the fact that, that you, you were, you know, uncomfortable with this. You were really nervous about the whole situation with the boys, especially. Very. So the, uh, the fact that you're comfortable with it says, you know, says a lot. Uh, all right. So you've, you've kind of had this one on the docket, you know, since mid February. Um, but this you has know, really been booked since last year 
Okay, so it's, uh, th- that was the so part I was going to get to books. next, which is it's, it's yeah. been on the books since pretty much since Disney reopened for booking. But because we had some DVC points we had to get rid of. Okay. And I know people want to take them off our hands for free with no problem. I understand that. <laughs> yeah, I'm not first in line for that, dude. <laughs> exactly. But we decided to use our points, and we are doing a split stay. Interesting. Okay. We're going to start at the Yacht Club on the 14th and stay there a few nights. And then we are moving to animal kingdom to a one bedroom villa. Very nice. Nice. I like those one bedroom villas there a lot. Yeah. The two bathrooms is key. Really are nice. Yeah. I stayed at uh, yacht club in 90. I'm going to age myself here. 1995 was the, the one and only time I've stayed at yacht club, but I really liked it. So I'll be interested to hear your impression of it. Yeah, I'd stayed at Beach Club before. I mean, I've stayed at Yacht Club a few times, although it, it seems to be a lot of times Yacht Club is my go-to when I need, you know, one more night, right? And, and you know, the trip gets extended or something, and I, I've got one more night to stay because, you know, I'll splurge a little bit for that one extra night and, and take advantage of being walking distance from Epcot for the last night and having access to the Storm Along Bay pool and all that. That was the, the selling point. It yeah. was amusing travel agent rates for a few nights and yacht club became available and we're not going to the parks the first two days because the boys have to do some school. And then we were like, this is perfect. We can go to the pool hmm. and they can do school. Yes. So, <laughs> Mom and dad get a little bit of a break. Hey, and, yeah. and if you get one of those water view rooms and they, you know, look out over the pool, they can keep an eye on you and you can torture them. Exactly. Right. And when, when we went to the yacht, uh, yacht and beach club at storm along, Aaron, we were trying to get that drink. Oh, right. And they were sold out for the day. Yeah. At Hurricane Hannah's they were sold yes. out. So I'm going to try to do that. try again. Okay. And the kids are going to love the pool. They, they're, they're two fish. They swim all the time. I'm a huge lazy river person. So, um, you could just I'm say you're a huge lazy excited. person. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I left it at that. Well, he'll probably edit that out. You know? <laughs> no, cause I was trying to figure out how to, how to, you know, make a similar joke in a different vein. So, <laughs> so Tim gets the points for getting it on the board. Yeah. Uh, ding, 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 ding. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay, so so that's a nice setup. So you're going to start out at Yacht Club and then move to Animal Kingdom Lodge later in the trip. Um, and when you're at Yacht Club, it, is that a, a studio or a one bedroom? It's a studio. Okay, we're we're just staying. You know, it's it's basically for them to do homework okay. and for us to have a good time. Right. So. Um, and when so. Did you get? Did you make park reservations right away back in February, or or had you already made them earlier? I made park reservations in September. Okay, so we need we need. I, I feel like we need to talk about this subject of of park reservations a little bit. It's very yeah. It's yes. becoming a big deal. Um, you know, for for a few months there, you know, we really the only times we saw any problem with park availability was holiday weekends. Right. We, we initially saw right around Thanksgiving, right around Christmas and right around, uh, President's Day, we saw little bubbles where people couldn't get, uh, reservations. But it seems pretty clear to me that either we've got more, uh, resort capacity opening up now than was open before, 
And I know that's at least part of it because we've got some resorts already that have opened that weren't open before. But, um, you know, basically we got, we're out of balance a little bit in terms of resort capacity versus park capacity. Um, and I think we may also have more locals coming back into the parks, but, you know, the bottom line is that, uh, well, I mean, Tim, you, you were saying yourself at this point, if you were to try and make, you know, we're, we're recording this on April 12th. If you went in today to try to make park reservations with a regular, you know, package vacation, um, Hollywood studios is completely booked for you know, the months of, of May and June at this point. And if you're thinking about July, you better hop on it because that's going to sell out too. I mean, get around the July 4th weekend. Yes, I know it's hot. We know it's Florida, but it will sell out. Yeah, it's getting there. So, um, you know, it's really, it's becoming an important thing. And and we told people this early on and they didn't always believe us because, you know, the the slow ramp up, the the slow opening of hotels a little bit at a time. But now that that so many of the um, hotels that had been closed have reopened, and frankly, I think that that getting, um, you know, uh, at least one of the all-stars fully open again has had a big impact on this because that's a big chunk of people that get added into the hopper. Um, and people are wanting to stay at the all-star because it's been refurbished. Oh yeah. The I mean, two it's, queen beds. it's got that same beautiful refurb that, that pop century got. Um, it's kind of funny because all of a sudden, uh, you know, little mermaid rooms are, are the sort of ugly stepchildren. Correct. I never thought. Right. You couldn't, you couldn't get a discounted little mermaid room ever. And now they're, they're out there everywhere. Like, yeah. Yeah, oh, because you want a little mermaid room? Here you go. Yeah, <laughs> you get a mermaid room, and you get a mermaid. And you, get, <laughs> and you, and you, and you. Um. So, all right. So, so park reservations. Bottom line is that you know, as soon as you get your vacation booked, just do it. Just get in there and make your park reservations. Because I'm facing the reality right now of, you know, kind of a messed up situation because we had to kind of juggle our plans last minute a little bit. And I've got a trip scheduled, uh, for middle of June. Um, it's, it's my daughter's, uh, high school graduation trip. So it's a a daddy daughter trip to celebrate her graduation. And the one thing she wants to do is spend time in galaxy's edge. Like that's almost that, that's it. That's what she's all about. And at this point we can't get reservations galaxy's edge. Because we, I mean, not only is there no chance of getting Rise of the Resistance, we can't get Rise of the Resistance because we can't get in Hollywood Studios. Get in the park at all. Yeah. Yeah. I was just going to say, you know, when you're planning a vacation, it's kind of strange. And usually you go, okay, let's get the accommodation set up. And uh, then, okay, then I'll just get the park tickets. And you almost have to do that in reverse. You almost need to get your park tickets and your reservations lined up. And then you can take care of uh, accommodations and transfers and that sort of thing. (laughs) Well, I mean, yeah, to some extent, it, it, it's easier when everything's a package. Um, but but I think that the the part that is important to emphasize is that really the lesson is get it on the books. You can always make changes, but get yep. it on the books because if you wait and you're waiting for a discount to come out or you're waiting to see if this resort is going to open up, the problem is that those things might happen. But by that time, the park reservations for that time frame may be gone. I was just looking at the crowds right now. In May 3rd, a Monday, a Monday of May 3rd, 
there's not a park available. Wow. All four parks are sold out on that's before May the 4th be with you. Yep. Like that's, it's, it's that's not even May the 4th be with you. It's a month before Memorial Day. There's no right. holiday there. <laughs> right. Like, holy cow. And if you're thinking about uh, the 50th anniversary, forget about it. Um, you're, you're, you're thinking of Magic Kingdom on um, uh, at the beginning of October. That's not happening. They're already no. sold out. No, they they're gone too. Months. Although, I mean, I, I have been pleasantly surprised. Um, the rest of October is looking pretty good. Um, at least it was last I checked. Um, just it's booked. all good except for the first. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, that's a good thing. And remember, we've got, um, you know, Epcot all of a sudden becomes a lot more relevant October 1st because we get Remy opening, um, yep. you know, the Ratatouille adventure. So um, the, the bottom line is, as I was saying, get your reservation made. You can always make changes. Pick your parks. You can change parks as long as there's availability. But if you don't make those selections now, then what we're seeing is Hollywood Studios filling up first, uh, Magic Kingdom, surprisingly, is filling up second. And I, maybe I shouldn't be so surprised, but it always seems to me that it, it's got such the capacity ability that it shouldn't be an issue. But it is because it's the most popular park. Um, but, you know, words out that uh, the, the, the castle's gotten a new look, you know, a facelift and everything. So people are wanting to get in and see that. And, you know, um, especially I, I would say it's the parents with little kids that are like, I've got to get out of this house. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I need to entertain these kids a little bit differently than I have been for the last year. Well, so. and I, I think it's I think one of the issues with Magic Kingdom too that maybe we have underplayed is that when you reduce the dining capacity in Magic Kingdom and you reduce the shopping capacity in Magic Kingdom and you re, and you close some of the um, attractions that are sort of indoor shows, it has a pretty substantial impact on its ability to expand its capacity, right? I mean, it, a lot of the extra things that Magic Kingdom normally does to help absorb capacity, they just can't do right now. Right. Well, I mean, thank goodness. Last floor. Right, yeah, exactly. Last floor. Yeah, it's, it's uh, now an extended queue for Buzz. Right. Wow. Fortunately, there's a lot of things that are outdoors, like uh, Big Thunder and, and Splash. Yes. And to, to, for the most part, uh, Seven Dwarfs, but, you know, the queue is inside, so... Uh, that's a bit of a concern, but there's a lot more things to do outside than in. Sure. Um, and, and, and for those, you know, they're just, they're extending the queues. So that takes up space, but again, it, it impacts overall capacity when they have to run those queues out down the street, because, you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't cross the streams. Well, well quite, frankly, quite frankly, it's scary looking. Oh my gosh. You mean this is where I've got to start to yeah. get onto, um, onto seven dwarves or onto whatever it is. Well, I mean, I had clients just got back, and they they were in line down at the Little Mermaid to get on Seven Dwarfs. Oh boy! It was only thirty minutes. I was going to say it moved quickly, though. My, I just had a client quickly, came back. But I just had a client come back that said the same thing. It's like, oh, they they were. It was looking like an hour, but it was only thirty minutes. But right. still, it's long and it's it's daunting when you look at it. Well, it's also hot now, and you're it, that's all out in the sun. There is not one thing. Yeah. I mean, sun's well, out. I mean, that's that's out. why they're doing things like using Monsters and Laugh Floor as an extended queue for Buzz, so that people aren't in in the sun in that whole big long stretch down the middle of uh, of Tomorrowland. Yeah, that's the one complaint that I've heard is uh, because you have still have to wear that mask and it's hot. 
especially little kids are, you know, uh, more susceptible to, to the heat issues. So, yeah, that's that makes that's a big deal that they're they're, they're using the Monster Sync laugh floor as a cue for. Right. Uh, yeah. For yeah. Us. Well, you know, sit down, hydrate and, you know, take advantage of the fact that there's six feet between you and the next party and and hopefully enjoy some breeze, too. Yeah. Enjoy. Enjoy. I mean, the crowds are down. And but they're going up. We're seeing it. Yeah. Like when the parks are selling out, and I just looked, the end of April, there's many parks with no capacity already. Yeah. Well, and it it will be interesting. It looks like there is uh, an opportunity for Disney in the next month or so to um, reduce the distancing in lines from six feet to three feet, um, as long as everybody's We're masked. Starting to see that in. Yeah, we're already starting to see that in schools. So right. uh, that makes sense that Disney's sooner or later going to follow suit because they can increase – easy for me to say. They can increase capacity. Right. I mean, to me, that's probably going to be the big signal, right? When we when we see them going through those cues and, you know, setting down a sticker in between each pair of six-foot stickers. Well, they just went last week. They, they went with the first little Band-Aid with the now you can take your mask off to take pictures. Right, as long as you're standing still. Right, but that's that's like the first Band-Aid that they're doing, and that's making a lot of people happy. Yep. But, you know, and, and, it can you know be what? ruined in five minutes. I mean, I, what I appreciate is that they're not just throwing up their hands and buckling and saying, oh, you know, free-for-all, right? They're being sensible about it, and they're saying, okay, we understand that photos are a big thing for people. What's a compromise that's still going to keep people safe? but allows people to enjoy their pictures. And, and, you know, a simple rule of you're stationary and you're only with your own family and you're outdoors. Okay. Right. That, that's picture. the thing is the majority of the, uh, the, the magic, mem- the memory maker with photos are outdoors. Yeah. Uh, and I will say, I've had a lot of clients say no, thank you to memory maker because they didn't want yeah. pictures with masks. They wanted to go to Disney, but they didn't want like their first trip all their masks in the pictures and that's their choice. It is. I mean, I, I see it as an opportunity in some ways. Cause in a I lot of ways, I mean, if you have pictures of you at Walt Disney world and masks, you know, 25 years from now, those are going to be historical documents. Exactly. I was like, thinking that same oh, thing. Remember like, oh, remember when we yeah. wore masks and it was 94 degrees and humid. Right. Right. Exactly. And you got sick and I was yeah. like, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, Okay, so so I think we've beaten the the park pass horse well enough. <laughs> I don't know. Willie, you have something else? Over it a lot again. because it's important. It and is. It's it. You can't do last minute trip planning anymore. Right now, it's it's impossible. Like if you're looking to plan a trip right now and you want to go to Hollywood Studios, July is your first day you can look. And now it's July second. I just looked. July first is already crossed right. off. So as Tim was saying, July 4th is coming. Here we go again. Yep. Uh-huh. Days are flying right off the, the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. As long as uh, the kids are out of school for the summer, you know, regardless of how school looks, whether it's virtual, in-person, what have you, as long as you're during the summer, those are going to be prime targets. You know, you're, you're going to have a rough time getting it unless you're getting it in early. Yeah. Um, now, I'm curious, Willie. Uh, I know that you really enjoy your dining at Walt Disney World. I mean, we give you trouble all the time about the fact that you've tried the chicken nuggets everywhere. Um, but 
you do enjoy, you know, checking out each restaurant's take on chicken nuggets. (laughs) So, (laughs) so that being the case, um, is, are you doing, um, you know, the same kind of, of table service dining you would normally do on this trip? We are opening, uh, our first full night there. We are heading over to Disney Springs and we are going to city works and I'm very excited to go. I've never been. I've heard raving reviews. I hear they have a enormous beer list that. Yeah, no. So this is the, this is the, uh, sort of brew pub that opened, um, in <laughs> gosh, right as the, like March 12th. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right as everything was about to close down is when they opened. Right. Right. Um, so I, I'll be really interested to hear, you know, what you think of it and, and how it, how it is. Cause in some ways I, I feel like, um, you know, what they're doing there is is closer to what I wish the the tap or the um baseline tap house was doing in Hollywood Studios. I mean obviously they don't have the space to do that at studios, but they have donuts. That's all you need. <laughs> beer and donuts. Beer and donuts. I love beer and donuts. But they have such great names. They have the John Bun Jovi <laughs> warm cinnamon roll with vanilla frosting. Don't donut stop believing. Like you, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Sweet child <That's> awesome. <laughs> Okay, what's that one? Uh, that would be brochet bread, Bailey cream cheese, vanilla bean ice cream, battered mixed berry compost, oh, powdered sugar. You have me a Bailey cream cheese. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny wow. Ash. You Johnny know. Ash. I mean, this this has got, and then they, you won't believe it, but they have chicken nuggets. <laughs> of course they do. <laughs> did they name them after you? They did not. I'm a little disappointed. They have a Nashville hot chicken wrap that looks really good. Okay. I would try that. And then they have filet mignon sliders. Oh, uptown. Filet yeah. Mignon. They go all nice. up. Tex-Mex mac and cheese. No, this place has got, I mean, everything. And then the kids, the kids meals are 10 bucks. You can't go wrong. I mean, I've had green chili mac and cheese, but what is Tex-Mex mac and cheese supposed to be? Spicy chorizo, uh, roasted jalapenos, pepper jack cheese, crispy tortilla strips, cilantro, and uh, some kind of pasta. They they rotate the pasta. Wow. Okay. All right. So I just pulled up. I pulled up their website. Um, Yeah. And this is this is for City Works and Disney Springs. Um, Ninety local and global craft beers on tap. That's. Maybe I'll try them all. That's 10 less than a place I've been to in Nashville, but Hey, who's counting, right? Nine, 90, no more, man. And that's, and uh, you know, that's, that's what's on tap. Um, so, you know, there there's, and I, and I'm just kind of scanning through, they've got a, a really nice range. It's like, it's not, it's not just every different version of whatever, you know, uh, uh, Goose Island is is producing or or something like that. I mean, there's there's a lot of variety here. Um, Are there ciders too, or is it just really just beers? Um, they do have uh, ciders and seltzers as well. Um, and some of the ciders are are you know closer to sort of microbrew ciders as well. Um, they've got a Ace Pineapple from uh, California Cider Company. That's always um, good. A brute dry cider from Virtue Cider in Michigan. Strawberry lemonade cider made yep. in Pompano Beach. Yep, from Broski Cider Works. And, and all this is outside of the 90 beers, right? 
Yeah, I, I would think so. Uh, it's not clear. It's not clear whether oh, they okay. count them as part of. But um, I mean, it, who cares? But I mean, but, well, I, w- I would really hope that they would have a really solid variety. I mean, it's not just every every label of IPA available right. in the U.S. Well, and that's, a, that's me- just it. I mean, I'm I'm glancing through the list here, and it's it's a really nice range. Um, they have some milk stouts. They have some vanilla porters. Um, swamp. Ooh, they have swamp- left hand. Uh, left hand milk stout. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. The left hand stuff is good. Yes. They also have vanilla porter out of Breckenridge. The little. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. We've done. We we had, we drank that one on a uh, beer cast back in the day. Nice. So, I mean, I, I've only heard raving reviews about this place and I was just like, you know what? I got a reservation. It's at four 30. It's not the best time, but the kids will be done with school. We'll go over to Disney Springs We'll miss part of the wild, wild west, and we'll head back to the pool at night. And you start early and get your drink on. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Uh, well, yeah, they, some donuts. They've got a they they've got an uh, Alltech Brewery Kentucky Bourbon Barrel Ale. Ooh. Uh, we'll have to definitely amazing. try that. Um, yeah, I was I was thoroughly just I looked at the menu and said this is perfect because one of my kids is very adventurous, so he'll try almost anything. The other one will get, eat chicken nuggets, so he'll be right. fine. Just hey, and they offer, as, as you all know, you know, my favorite things, one, two, three, four different pre-built flights, plus you can build your own. Nice. Yeah, that would work. So. Yeah. It's a, How many, four, you said four pre, pre-built flights? Yeah, there's the all hopped up. Um, which is obviously the, the heavy IPA stuff. IPAs. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a nice selection. I mean, uh, goose Island, bottle nectar, Sierra, Nevada, hazy little thing, bells, two hearted and Elysian brewing, uh, space dust. Um, that's a good selection. Yeah. So that's pretty solid. Um, the fruit flight is the, uh, ace cider, pineapple goose Island, lost palate, uh, South beach, strawberry, orange, mimosa and founders, Rubius. If anybody's never had the Ace Pineapple, that's like having a hard Dole Whip. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's pretty close. It's, it's good. Um, the the Wonderful World of Wheat uh, actually is a really nice selection of wheat beers. Um, a 312 Urban, uh, Heinz Stefaner uh, Hefeweiss beer, which is, is another callback to a, an old beer cast. Um, Lost Coast Tangerine Wheat and Lagunitis Little Something Something. The backyard one looks good too with the Key West Sunset Ale. I mean, they're yep. all local to Florida, but then Orange Blossom Pilsner. You know, I've had that Orange Blossom Pilsner because they used to carry that at um uh just for a little while. It was in the the little the little stand in Hollywood Studios. I was just gonna say where they have the fruit outside. No, 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 no. Not over there, over by Echo Lake. Um uh, it's it, oh, I think it's gone now. Oh. Yeah, I don't remember. They, they just basically the they had hot dog. It was a little hot dog stand essentially. Right. But for a very brief period of time, they had these really tasty, um, you know, sausages and hot dogs that were baked in the roll. Right. Right. Uh-huh. You know, like a you've, you've talked about those. Yeah, we've talked about those. So yeah. they were selling those, and at that same time, they they carried the orange blossom pilsner. Is that like uh, an orange version of the uh, Schoferhofer grapefruit? No. No, no, no. It's it's a real nope. pilsner. It's just got a little tinge of, of orange. 
Oh, just a hint up. Yeah, just okay, a hint. Cool. Got it. Um, and the other two I don't really know: Sunrise City or uh, Sandy Feet American Wheat. Somehow yeah. I can't imagine enjoying Sandy Feet in my beer, but hey. I was just looking <laughs> at the Sunrise own. City. You it's don't really know till you try, beer. right? Yeah, the Sunrise City is a 7% ABV with pineapple, lemon, mango, and pine flavors. Hmm. Is it a rum? Yeah, I know. Pine could be. I hope it's not like bad gin. No, no. Yeah. The pine the, the pine is a, a is coming from the hops, right? Some of those heavier IPA-type hops have that yeah. that piney flavor. Yeah, that's, a, that's, the, that's that, that bitter taste that uh, IPA lovers love, and I personally just don't care for IPAs, so <laughs> there you go. I like malts. I like scotch. Uh, that's why you were staying away from – you were like, I hope they don't have all that IPA stuff. <laughs> <laughs> right? No, I, I, I like stouts. I like porters, uh, the dark beers. Right, that, that's and they got some of those too. Yeah. All right. Well, so that sounds great. So anyway. I, I'm excited to hear about that one. We may have to try to do some, some you know, uh, Facebook Live out of that or something. Yeah, I'll try to do it. I mean, I'll see what every everything rolls like, and right. I hope the weather's good. Yeah, it can't be as awesome. bad as last weekend. Hey, and they've got they've got um, a decent uh, liquor menu too. Um, I mean, wow! They've got what? one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen different single malt scotches. One, wow. two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different bourbons. Yeah, and, and five different ryes. Hey, you're looking it up. I'm just sitting here going, I'm, I'm sitting here wiping my the, the drool off. Mm-hmm. My yeah, I was going to say, you're just cleaning <laughs> up. <laughs> well, and, and I mean, it's not cheap, but on the other hand, you know, these single malt prices are not bad. Uh, I mean, they're bar prices, Certainly. but they're not absurd. Right, but they're not $65 or something. Right, or, I mean, they're not even 30 with one exception. And, and I mean, you know, yes, the, the McAllen 18-year is is $38 a pour, but that's because a bottle of it is over $500. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, that's actually pretty decent. Right, I and mean, this is what I'm saying. It, it's like, yes, they're not cheap, but it, it's, it's high-end stuff, and they're charging a reasonable rate for the high-end stuff. You know, the, the 16-year-old... Uh, Lagavulin is twenty seven dollars. Okay, but a whole bottle of it is three fifty. So, so there you go. Yeah, and it's not like it's. Like, mm, oh, we we have to charge more because it's gonna you know go bad. <laughs> 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 nope. No, the the dockside bar out uh, out back of uh, uh, Jock Lindsay's is the only place I've seen that I can get Blantons. So. Uh, if they, if they have that there, they have power Blantons. to it, man. They have awesome. Blantons. It's on the list. Nice. Cool. All right. Uh, all so, right. so we're all excited that you're going to go check out yeah. city works as well. <laughs> yeah, sure. um, Gotta get slosh. So moving right along. Yeah. <laughs> Any other dining plans? Uh, yes, we do. We have, um, let me just double check that I have everything correct. We will be eating. Well, I'm going back to Jungle Skipper Canteen. Haven't been there in a few years, so I want to give it a shot. Um, I liked it the first time I was there. Um, I just like how they offer uh, good drinks in the Magic Kingdom. And it's never busy. So we were trying to avoid some of the crazier busy places. Yeah. You know, it's interesting you brought that up. Um, 
because because it is a good place to eat. I've I've eaten there a few times and I've never been disappointed with the food, the service, or anything. And that's is it just like is it one of uh, Disney's best hid best uh, kept secrets? Well, it's a bit of a hidden gem, I think. I think some people get scared off by the same things that I like about it, which is that the menu is a little different. It's not the same stuff you see everywhere else, and so it's, it's not a buffet. Well, and it's not a buffet. And, and there's, there's no, no chicken nuggets, right? There's not, <laughs> but but it's, but like Aaron said, you walk in, they tell corny jokes, which are totally Jungle Cruise ish. Yep. And the menu, I always thought it was really good. I mean, it's a little different, and it's not, you know, your comfort fare over at Liberty Street Tavern or you know your French cuisine at Be Our Guest. But there's something for everyone on the menu. Well, yeah, I, I like that it's a creative menu, that that it's it's not, you know, the same ordinary stuff you get everywhere else. It it all fits thematically. Um I, I really enjoy myself there a lot. Um I, I've heard some complaints about the food maybe uh, you know getting a little uneven there for a while, but on the other hand, I think it helps them that uh, they're at reduced capacity because when you've got a large, diverse menu like they have, um, when you're having to turn fewer covers, then you're able to execute better. Right. And that's that's a peril a lot of restaurants run into. It's like, uh, you got too many items on the menu. How are you going to deliver quality, right? Right, right. If you have a book of a menu, I don't want to eat there. AKA Cheesecake Factory. I was just going to say Cheesecake Factory, you mean? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, oh, that's not just what they did at Disney Springs now, right? Yeah. Oh, God. Please <laughs> not. <sighs> yeah, but I mean, they have like funny jokes, like Dr. Falls signature grilled steak, you know, tastes like chicken because it is chicken. Right. You know, <laughs> well, and, and and even even just being, you know, as you walk to your table, you know, looking at the spines of the books on the shelves, uh, it's entertaining, and it's not it's not over the top, sort of obvious. It's all there, and it's ubiquitous, but it's subtle, and you have to know the jokes, right? 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 Or you are you you literally are just looking at books that you're like, what are we in this library for? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> Or you just ignore it and go, man, I'm hungry. Hand me a menu. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So that's a great choice in Magic Kingdom. Um, and and uh, and is that any other table service dining? Oh, yeah. We got oh, okay. More. I'm sorry. We're just getting started. We're going, we're going to Epcot and we're going to um, go to my home. I'm going to Rose and Crown. I'm going to get my mushy peas. <laughs> my harp. And I just... It's it's like my go-to. We always eat there. We love eating outside there. Um, it's just, it's our comfort. And the kids eat fish and chips, so we don't have to worry about, like, we know what they're going to get. Yeah. They'll find well, things I can, tell you, I can tell you from experience, they do have proper mash. They do, correct. Yes, they have proper mash. Yes. But, yeah, I... I, I, and I'm while I'm sitting here, you know, basically shouting out Paul Lawson anyway. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul, how you doing? Hope you're listening. Um, his son posted a picture recently of uh, this green stuff on a plate. I'm like, what is that? It's like they they, they really do mash up their peas. Mushy yep. peas are so good. What? If Jay was on the show right now, he would be defending them as much as he could because I love them too. Mushy peas are so good. 
I just said, you know, pray for world peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I, I will say, um, it's been a little while since I've been back to Rosencrown and I, I want to get back because the last time I was there was fantastic. And in some ways that's why I haven't gone back. Cause I don't want to ruin it. Um, it was just, it was one of the situations where, um, initially, uh, we checked in and we had to wait a lot longer than normal. Um, you know, we somehow had gotten kind of lost in the shuffle, but once they realized that they took really good care of us, they took us out and gave us one of those tables that's out on the terrace where you can, you know, you're, you're right sort of on top of illuminations. The time you're in the show. Yeah. Yeah. The the, the timing was perfect. It was my, uh, it was a trip that we brought my parents along with us because it was their anniversary. Um, and so we celebrated, you know, their, uh, gosh, I think that was their 40th anniversary, 45th anniversary, something like that. A pretty big one. Um, and you know, celebrated their, their anniversary there at, at Rose and Crown. They brought them out a, a menu that was autographed by the cast members who were working that day, wishing them a happy anniversary. Um, just a, a really fun celebration. That's cool. Cool story. Yes. Even though we missed Stuart, because he'd already gone. Yeah. Well, you know, and that's the that's the beautiful thing is like, uh, uh, if you make a big deal out of your own special occasions, you know, the the staff is going to celebrate with you. You know, don't go expecting to be pixie dusted. Correct. That's the worst thing you can do. Right. But you know, if you just are doing your thing and having a great time, you know, they're going to want to join in with you. Yeah, and that was definitely the way things went at Rosencrown that night. That's so awesome. All right. Where, where else, Willie? So then we're going to Sanaa. We are going to do the bread service. My wife has never had it. Oh, oh. I know. And she's a huge bread fan and she's, she loves Indian food. So has she had even had none? Oh yes, definitely. Like, oh, we okay. have a very good Indian restaurant around us. And, um, one of her employees was from India years ago, and so she would take her out into Boston to good restaurants. So, okay, I, I might starve there, but this is for her. No, 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 no. The naan is good. There are so many different varieties of naan that you can order, and it's all delicious. But do, do me a favor, will you? Yes. Order, order the extra sauce, the secret sauce, and get your wife to taste that. Huh? Is that the hot one? It's, yeah, it's the really the super, hot one. The super hot one. <laughs> okay. I'll I'll just order it because I, I like hot sauce. So. Yeah. It, oh, it's, okay. It's it's I'm the one huge. that's generally not for pale faces. Yeah. Right. <laughs> It'll be interesting, but she won't eat it. I'll just order it and say, "Oh, you need to try it." Yes. Yes. There you go. A little dab. That's my that's one of my favorite things to do. If uh, we're at, at Animal Kingdom and not going to a park that day. Is we'll just go sit down at the at the lounge at the Sanal Lounge and just have the bread service and you know just talk to people. It's really cool. That's that's one of my favorite things actually. We have park reservations for every day, and I don't know if we're going to go every single day. Um, we might go in the morning and come back. They did extend all the park hours now, so that's like good. When we're when we're at Epcot, they're open eleven to eleven. So the night before. Magic Kingdom closes at nine, so we can go. We can sleep in some before we go to Epcot the next day. Nice. Yeah. So it worked out great. 
and um, flower and gardens going on. And I've always liked the festivals. I, I hope I like them as much as I used to. I feel like they're all the same now a little bit, but we'll see. They do have donuts. I did find out over near um, Test Truck again. So. <laughs> if he didn't get your fill in Disney Springs, have some more. Here you go. It's donuts, olives, and chicken nuggets. Like, what else could you go wrong with? Oh, oh, and beer and wine. <laughs> oh, oh, wait. You, you can go, always go to that one stand that uh, as you cross the International Bridge, you turn right, you can get cronuts. Cronuts. Cronuts, yep. 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 So. Um, all right. Uh, the, are, we, are we done with the dining tour yet, or we still got more? We are done with the dining tour. Okay. So here's my question, all those things considered. It sounds to me like you pretty much got the dining you wanted. But I was curious because, you know, this is another area where the advanced planning really comes into play because, first of all, we know that the the reservation window is moved. So it's right now 60 days in advance instead of the 180 days that veteran Walt Disney World guests are used to. Um, and even with it being 60 days in advance, um, you know, there, it's been tricky to to find availability for a lot of restaurants because they're all operating at somewhere around between 35 and 45 percent capacity very tricky we did decide that we weren't going to make this all about food because we used to do that on every trip we'd have every single night planned out and then we've eaten at so many restaurants and some of our favorites aren't open or they're open in limited capacity or you know, it was just, it was one of those things where we're like, we have a kitchen, we can cook. We don't want to cook on vacation, but it's, it's also easy to make a simple meal once in a while because we'll eat lunch out instead of dinner or one sure. vice versa. Um, we do want to just spend some time hanging out as a family, not in Massachusetts. <laughs> and make your own chicken nuggets in the room, right? No, 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 not at all. Well, so let me ask you this. I mean, did, did you, did you have places that you wanted to eat, but that you couldn't get reservations for, or did you go in with the attitude of you're going to see what, what's available and just work around that? I went with the total attitude of what's available. Ask the kids. They didn't want to do any character dining this time, which is usually something we do once. It's usually a chef Mickey's or something. Um, I had asked them if they wanted to go to Topolino's, um, and they said no. Um, I thought they would want to go there for dinner one night. And I have, you know, I, I've been looking for a dinner because I think they'll enjoy the meal and the, the view. Sure. And I just don't think that they really cared about the characters as much, especially since you can't really do anything with the characters besides wave at them. Yeah. Well, and, and I mean, unfortunately, even the view so is, is got you know somewhat limited value just because, I mean, yes, it's still beautiful view. You can see a lot of the parks, but there's no fireworks shows to enjoy from up there. So you're just looking at lit up parks at night, exactly. Which which is cool it is, but but you know, I guess for a somewhat more limited amount of time, right? Because it's not dynamic. But I'd also rather go up to the top of um, Coronado in the tower yeah. and just have drinks up there. And I think that's a better view. Now, has that bar reopened, though? The bar is open. The restaurant is not. Interesting. Oh, 
Okay. So, um, and you can go out on the deck and everything else. So good. Okay. Um, I will be going to visit there because Jay knows a bartender there, and um, he he is working. So, is there anywhere Jay doesn't know a bartender? Uh, yes, all He's star. Worse than me. All star, all star, all star. <laughs> okay, but there aren't any real bars there. Just exactly. The pool I was bar. gonna say, are there bars at All no. Stars? I don't think so. At the pool bar, the poolish bar, you know, that, yeah. like yeah. where they make the daiquiris out of the. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> it's funny. Jay knows a lot of bartenders, but he really doesn't drink a ton. He likes to socialize. Right. There right, which is which makes a certain amount of sense because he hangs out and chats with the bartenders while other, while other people are drinking. <laughs> right, like like he's the perfect person to go to Disney with because he'll drive you home. Ah, uh, yes, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> but he likes right, to tell sure. the stories. Right, right. Yeah, but it's free. Right, there's that, and he gets to tell all the stories of the stupid things we've said. <laughs> <laughs> I- no, that never happened. I oh. never said that. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. Um, so, so sounds like I think that really is is a key is is going in with that attitude of, you know, we're going to roll with it. And I mean, you just went through a list of of what four or five table service restaurants, mm-hmm. uh, all of which I would be excited to go and have dinner at. They they all sound great and. You know, the, they happen to be the ones where you found availability as opposed to getting upset that, you know, Ohana is closed because they're renovating uh, the Great Ceremonial House. I was disappointed in one place and I forgot. I, I honestly, poor travel agent and me. Electric uh, umbrella, right? No. <laughs> <laughs> the kids wanted to go to Chef Art Smith's and I forgot. Oh, yeah. Oh. And because we went, Aaron and I, and um, oh gosh, his name slips me right this second. He's from Massachusetts, too. Oh, Jay. Jay. No. No, not Jay. No, what? not Jay. Uh, Silent Bob. <laughs> it, it'll come to me in a minute. Uh, we went there and we had an amazing meal. And I talked about the fried chicken. Yeah. And both of my kids like fried chicken. Um, and then they also have donuts. Uh, Phil, Phil Marino. Phil, Phil Marino. Yeah. Sorry, Phil. Hopefully, hope you're listening. Love you, Phil. <laughs> yeah. No, he's the one that basically got us in there. He's the one that talked us into going over there. He said, don't worry, we'll get in. We'll get in. And we got in in like 20 minutes. And that's where we had the... Um, oh, the moonshine flight. Moonshine flight. Oh, nice. Yes. And the place was amazing. The meal was great. The service was out of this world. Like it was great meal. Yeah. It was yeah. a terrific experience all around. Yeah. So I would go back in a second. I dropped the ball on that one. And so I, I'm, I have a search out for it. Um, and I might just go over and see, you know, they they do offer walk up reservations. Yeah. yeah well, and that's yeah, how we got in. Um, and, and so that's a good point. Actually, something we probably ought to mention, um, for people who are frustrated about dining availability. Um, a lot of the restaurants are using a, um, for lack of a better way to put it, a, a virtual walk-up queue, mm-hmm. right? So you can get into your app and I think it's within what, 45 minutes or so. Yeah. It's, I think it's 45 minutes to an hour, um, of a, of a dining time. And you can basically 
if the, you know, you can check and see if the restaurant is, is offering is taking walk-ups. And it really all depends on how quickly they've been turning tables, you know, throughout the evening to that point. Because what ends up happening is because they're at limited capacity, they have to kind of build in a cushion for the folks who take longer than expected to finish their meals. And so if they have fewer people who are taking longer than expected and or they have people who are finishing their meals faster than the the average that they allocate, that opens up some tables and they will uh, seat people, you know, in that 45 minutes to an hour window. And and the nice thing is they'll text you. Yeah. You yeah, don't it's all done to in the stand app. at the like, you know, the will call stand at Tony's at the end of, you know, Main Street. Oh, yeah. I know, but I'm just giving like the example where you just stand there and you're like in the middle of the way, you're in the middle of the road, you're just like trying to stay out of people's way and they're waiting for Tony's. But um, yeah. who does that anymore? <laughs> well, at Magic Kingdom right now, you have yep. to. Right. Yeah, right. Well, and and I mean, it, it just makes sense, right? I mean, doing it by text message like this and doing a virtual queue means that you avoid having those sort of blobs of people developing right out in front of the restaurant. Right. The touch points. Right. No, I'm I'm excited about this trip because I know it's going to be different. It's going to be way different than the last time I was there because the last time I was there, I was with Aaron. Right. <laughs> so, well, I'm and so sorry. <laughs> that, that's an interesting thing too. Um, I mean, this is going to be your first trip back with your kids in in like a year and a Almost half now. Two right? years, yeah, yeah. It Almost was November of nineteen. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and so, what are the things that you're most excited? to share with the kids in the parks that, you know, they just haven't had a chance to, to experience yet. Blue milk, because we, we did the VIP tour at Hollywood and we flew through Hollywood studios. Mm -hmm. The next day when we went back, it was so crowded and they had just been on a VIP tour. They didn't want to wait in any lines because, I mean, Sleeky Dog was the normal 120, 190 minute, whatever. Yeah. Everything was crazy. So we never went down to do Blue Milk. Rise of the Resistance. They've never done that because it wasn't open yet. Mm-hmm. Um, I want them to just see what limited capacity is because they've never, they've always been at kind of busy times over the last few years when they were young, we went in September and you know, there was no one there and they didn't know what it was like. But most of the times we've been there like Columbus day weekend or Thanksgiving. Um, right. So, cause as, know, as they've been, as they've grown to, to being exactly. twins, you know, you just can't, can't, can't take bail them out, out of school, school for that. For a week and a half. Right. So this is the first time we've ever experienced um, an April vacation. So this will be an interesting trip. And, they're probably just as nervous as we are, but they're getting excited because I noticed um, I got a lot of logins on my uh, my Disney experience. I get an email every time someone logs in, and I got three tonight, so everyone's logging into the app. <laughs> um, touring plans has gotten busy again because they were all asking for passwords <laughs> to, to check wait times. Okay. Okay. So, um, so yeah, I they're going to be excited. They've, they've never been to Animal Kingdom Lodge. They have no idea what it's like. Oh, that's going to be great. Oh, wow. 
and we're at oh. Kadani, so right. Uh, yeah. You know. <laughs> that's my home property. I, right. uh, they're going to be. They're going to flip. They're going right. to just flip. I mean, it's it's just a, it's such an amazing facility that, like, compared to Jumbo House, it's it's night and day. I think. I, well, I agree, but yeah. you know, I would. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's def- it's definitely a different experience. Um, and and you're still in that really beautiful immersive environment, which is the best part of it. Exactly. Do you have Savannah View? We did not get Savannah View, um, but I did a room request and I found some rooms that are pretty close. Well, and, and your kids are, are, you know, fifteen and thirteen. Yeah, so they're older now, so you can even send them down on their own to, you exactly. know, do the the uh, nighttime. nighttime you yes, know, the night goggles. Yep. Yeah, night goggles thing and all that. The Savannah View was not available when I booked it. Oh, uh, okay. And then it came available, and I was like, you know, for all those points, I, we're not going to be in the room as much as we say we're going to be. You know, mm-hmm. I booked, right. I booked, I booked eight days of park tickets. Like, you know, and we might get, you know, we might get pixie dust. I'll, I'll go in and pretend like it's my birthday. No, no, <laughs> 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 no. Just talked about that. I know that's why I said it. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, like, really, you just go down to the night goggle area, or just go stand and look around. I mean, there's so many places to just see the savanna. Right. I mean, that's that's. I, I tell people all the time, if you can afford the upgrade, it's one of the few upgrades I actually recommend because you get something out of it. I mean, it changes the way I tour when I'm got a savanna view room because I'll take it slow in the morning and enjoy my coffee on the balcony with the animals. Um, but all, you know, by the same token, if, if it's not in the budget to do the Savannah view, the nice thing is that there are multiple locations all around the resort where you can get a Savannah view in public areas. Yes. Yes. There's plenty of spaces. And I love and, those little alcoves. They're just kind of quiet little alcoves off of the hallway sometimes um, where where you can, you know, just kind of watch it come by. They remind me of the cruise ship on the, the different levels where they have those um, beds. Not, not beds, but like reading. Oh, um, yeah. The, the, the places yeah, yeah. where they've got the big, the big portholes with the big padding. Porthole. Right, with a panic, so you can sit, sit there and, and just relax. Go, yeah. go, 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 go! Do your twenty minutes and just get away from everyone. And it's not a real busy area, right? No, they're going to love it. Yeah. So, Billy, if you had to pick one thing, I mean, as as big a WDW guy as you are, if you had to pick one thing that you're most looking forward to in the strip, what is it? Going back to the Magic Kingdom and seeing the castle. It's, it's, uh, it's like, I don't know what it is. Like I, I walk in and you're home. So you you're know? a nostalgia seeker like me. Gotcha. Pretty much. I mean, like, and now that they've redone it for the 50th and all the new tourists are completely celebrating. I, I keep looking at it going and I saw there's a crane up and I'm like, of course I'm on vacation. The crane's <laughs> up again. <laughs> of course. <laughs> I know, like, because we would always go in September when they were getting before they were before the Halloween party started in the middle of August. You know, um, they would be getting all the lights up and everything else, and we'd be like, "Oh, all our pictures with cranes in them." 
And here we are again in middle of April getting cranes in our pictures. So, yeah, it's it's something about walking down Main Street. And I, I, I did spend a lot of time on Main Street with my father. Um, there's a lot of us where we would sit outside the ice cream shop. We have we were going through all the pictures after hoarding 101. And um, we would just find every year there was like the same picture of, you know, each year of us sitting outside licking the ice cream cone. <laughs> and it was just it was fun, you know, so we might we might redo that with the kids if Ben can have the ice cream because he's allergic to peanuts. So. All right. So it sounds like you've got your plans well in hand. I I am curious and we haven't talked, we've talked about what you you're excited about. We talked about the things that you're excited about for your kids. What's your wife most excited about for this trip? Because I mean, in a lot of ways she's had the the hardest haul here because she's been dealing, you know, she works in the healthcare industry. She's been dealing with this, you know, really since, I mean, she was, she was there just about at ground zero as it was starting. The out, big outbreaks were starting uh, in, in the Boston area. I honestly think 10 days off from work is the most, I, I don't even think if she went anywhere, it would mean anything, but it just to not have to check the work email, to not have the text come in, to not have the phone ring, to not have to work on a budget, to not have to wonder who's not coming into work today because they're sick, to not wondering if a machine is down and all that. Like, I think it's going to be like that relief. And we are going home one day early. So she has one day off before she goes back to work. Smart. Which is a recovery day. (laughs) Yeah. One day to just coexist with the world and your own space and relax. And yeah, Yeah, that's a great idea. But, but, you know, you know, the great husband that I am, I did plan my um, second COVID vaccine shot for that day. So <laughs> <laughs> it's the only day I could get it. So lovely. You, you take it when you can get it. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll go down in history as, you know, she's, I, I think she's also looking forward to the pool at um, Yacht Club because yeah. I've talked about it for years. And oh, she's never experienced it? No, no. Because oh, we've okay. stayed, um, well, we stayed with Jay at Bay Lake Tower a couple times. We stayed at the Poly, where she loves that pool. Um, we never went over to the boardwalk area. Yeah, there's nothing like Stormlong Bay. That is just the most awesome pool. Now, are you, are you concerned at all about the pool capacity issues that they've had lately? Um, yes and no. Um it wasn't as bad at spring break as I thought it was going to be for, because I had, um, I had seven clients there two weeks ago over the Easter weekend. Okay. And they did not complain. And I was expecting more complaints. So I thought Coronado was having more problems than, um, storm along Bay. That's interesting. Yeah. If Beach Club opens anytime soon, which I think they are, yeah, I think that pool is going to be a complete nightmare. Yeah, actually, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, the the fact that you really only have you know yacht club guests using it means that even if you know a large proportion of those guests are headed to the pool, you know, mm-hmm. y- you have to get to a pretty high proportion of the folks at yacht club to to hit capacity at Stormalong Bay. And I don't think um, the fifth floor of Yacht Club is open. Yeah, no, it's not because that's the club level floor. Right. Yeah, and they're not selling those rooms. Right. So, and then the Beach Club only has the DVC, which, 
I mean, it's it's a fairly large amount of people, but they're not all going to the pool the same day. Yeah. Right. So, so have you checked for availability at uh, Beaches and Cream? I have not, <laughs> mainly because of because of Ben's allergy. Oh, yeah, there is that, yes. It's a cross-contaminated site no matter what. Yeah. So we, we've yeah. basically just avoided that place, like the plague. Because gotcha. um, my oldest, CJ, wanted to do um, – the the Sunday, the kitchen sink. Yeah, but I don't like coffee ice cream, so <laughs> no no one in the family will eat it. So, well, yeah, I mean that's outside the realm of all of us chicken nuggets and donuts. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and wine and beer and booze. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But that's a different story. That's a whole other thing. Yeah. So, I'm very excited to go. Yeah, I am nervous, but. You know, I'm more nervous about the plane than the airports than anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's the the place people are concerned about. Although, so far, I mean, the, the evidence on the airline side is pretty good. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. really are cranking up the air exchanges, and we haven't really seen. You would think because we've had we we set records the last. Uh, you know, last weekend there of, of spring break time for the number of passengers and um, no evidence of uh, any hotspots at any of the major airports. So right. that's a good thing. Right. No spikes due to that, that, that we can trace, right? That, right. that we've traced so far. Yeah, right. yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it couldn't happen, but. And the um, other thing is, I mean, I'm not a huge airport person to begin with. So right. I know how to stay away from people in an airport because I do that. When anyway. it's not COVID, right. <laughs> so, how do you negotiate Boston Logan? Gee whiz! Uh, I I don't even go to Logan. Do not. We fly out of Providence. Oh, okay, gotcha. Because it's a small airport, and you can avoid people. Like, I mean, if if I see the Dunkin' Donuts, I go the furthest end away from that because that's where everyone is. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> see, so, I'm, now, I'm now back in the land where I have to go through O'Hare more often than not. Oh, I just, like, I'm dreading it. I'm right. dreading it. Yeah, because you have no direct flights now. Uh, actually, we do have a direct flight on American from uh, Cedar Rapids to Orlando. Oh, good. Yeah, good. we leave it like some ungodly hour, five in the morning or six in the morning or something, and get there around 11-ish. I'll do that. You bet. You bet. Yeah. That's well, I mean, I, I, I've already got booked. I, I take a similar Southwest nonstop that tends to leave, you know, it, it varies seasonally, but usually at 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. is it's it's takeoff time and you know yeah we get to the airport at two three in the morning um but you know it's it's the way i I end up dealing with it back and forth is it means we get to take that first full day and we don't lose the entire day to travel right we do but we don't i mean we 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 never plan on being in a park that day because we know we don't do either but we take it but we get we get to take that first day and really enjoy the resort usually Right, because we take it slow, we hang out in the room, we'll go to Disney Springs, you know. And that's why we're doing those first two days before right. we we don't want to we don't want to waste DVC days. So we're doing the first two days at the yacht, and we'll be able to hang out at the yacht club all day Friday if we want. We can't check in till four o'clock, but we don't care because we have Storm Along Bay. Well, that's the thing is that you can check in, you just can't get your room. Right. I mean, yeah, right. But you know what I mean? I can't walk into my room. Right. So right. At three but o'clock, take, I'm going to. Yeah. yeah go you ahead. can take your stuff in a bag and get changed and hit the pool. And, you know, who cares when they send you your, your, 
rim stuff. Right. And then from there, it's like, okay, we did rent a car, um, mainly because we like to have wheels if we want them. And I got a really good deal on Priceline, so I stuck with it's a minivan. Um, and it's just nice to be able to drive to the parks if you want to. Um, Big Willie and that soccer mom band. Yeah, buddy. Loser Cruiser 101. <laughs> chick magnet, as one That's of my right. used to call it. <laughs> yep. It's a chicken nugget magnet. <laughs> so, so I have to ask, I mean, obviously um, you're excited about this trip and there's a lot of great stuff happening. Circumstances are different on this trip than they have been in a long time. So I got to guess that there's at least one thing out there that you're, you're disappointed you're going to miss, right? That, that is normally available and just isn't. So what, what are one or two things that, that, you're genuinely disappointed that you're just not going to be able to do this trip. The fireworks at Epcot. I, I, I love, you know, the fireworks at magic kingdom, but there's something about sitting as we talked about earlier at Rose and crown and being involved in the fireworks show. Cause I mean, if you get a low enough seat, you are literally in the show and it's, it's going to be anticlimactic to walk out of Epcot at nine, 10 or 11 and not smell like fireworks. Kerosene or, from the barges. Right, right. Or the, you know, or the flags or the, the jet skis and all that, but, or just the, not, not have the boom, 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 boom going off all night long. And you know, you usually would hear like, Oh, there goes Fantasmic. Here comes, you know, here comes the next show, you know? And so like, it's going to be a weird, quiet night. And it's going to be weird to see the magic kingdom close at nine and not have anything. Yep. Yep. But they'll be back. We know it. Yeah. It'll happen. Just not well, yet. I mean, yeah, we, we, we know that they've been rehearsing fireworks in magic kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that they're in the midst of installing the new show for Epcot. So harmonious. I think it's enormous, is what I think it should be called. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that at okay. some point, I'm sure, to, a in a show, show in the not too distant future. Because I think we really need to circle back around um, once once we get a more definitive announcement on on when we're going to start seeing fireworks shows again. Um, it's worth spending some time breaking down what's going to be available because um, first of all, it's going to be different than what people have seen before. So there'll be some fun speculation. Uh, but, you know, I also think that it's, it's worth talking about trends and, and, you know, recognizing kind of where they're going with this. Cause obviously um, magic kingdom has at least a tweak to their show coming. Uh, Epcot is getting this whole new show. Um, Animal kingdom has no show for now. So we can talk a little bit about, what they might do there listeners. If if you have some thoughts on what we might see at animal kingdom for a nighttime show at some point here, love to hear it because um, obviously Disney liked having a show to attract people to magic kingdom or to animal kingdom later at night. Um, it, it helped with animal kingdom's attendance. It helped with their, you know, their, their, food and beverage numbers. I mean, it did all the right things. It just didn't work well enough long enough um, and was expensive to maintain. So they, they've gotten rid of, of rivers of light and who knows what's going to come in next. Um, 
they sure spend a lot of money setting rivers of light up. So you have to think that they're 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 putting on their imagineering hats and coming up with something else to do, right? You would think. You know, maybe trying to find a way to to leverage that infrastructure that they built and all that. But you know, I I, don't, I think we've talked about it at least briefly in the show before. But um, bottom line is that the thing that ultimately killed uh, uh, rivers of light is that the one thing they didn't account for is the natural vegetation that falls into the river. Well, because they could control for a lot of stuff and they, they arranged, they designed the show to fit into the environment, but doing fountains inherently means you have to suck water in and blow it out. Water out. And, and, they had so many problems with pumps clogging that that that's what caused, I mean, it was a chain reaction. That's a big part of what caused everything else. You know, the, the pumps would, would uh, clog, which made the barge unsafe for the dancers. So they had to pull the dancers off the barge. The, the, you know, the systems would clog. And so the, you know, they'd lose control, right? Cause their, their remotes wouldn't work if the hydraulic, <laughs> Uh, controls Anything didn't work. Hydraulic, right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Well, I mean, I, I still think as little of Rivers of Light as I watched, it was also too slow of a show for most people. Like, you're but, used to... But it's hard to, it's hard to figure out how much of that is the show and how much of that was them having to reconfigure the show on the fly right. from the beginning. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. I mean, you have Fantasmic that runs smoothly every night. You had, um, not wishes, Jesus. Um. <laughs> but even Illuminations, when Illuminations. Uh, yeah. when they uh, when they got to the the globe thing and they were doing the stuff off of the globe, it's like even that you know, would be a little bit slow for most people. You know, it's, it's right. short attention span theater. Come on, man, let's get on with it. What, what, what in the world am I supposed to be picking up here? Yeah. Well, and I mean, it was just a different show and, and I feel bad because my son loved it. It was his favorite show. Um, he, oh, mine too. you know, he absolutely was enthralled with the, the lights and the, the barges the and the, yeah. you know, the, the barges that change shape as they went. And, you know, he really loved all of that. But, um, and, and he didn't, you know, he liked the, he gets in, uh, overwhelmed by the, the sound of fireworks. So right. not having the fireworks was a plus for him too. But, um, you know, ultimately what they tried didn't work. And, and the question is, who knows how much of that infrastructure can be salvaged given that a big reason for having to pull the show was that the infrastructure didn't work. And but that's where, you know, an environmentally friendly group like Disney is going to think of something. They're going to figure out something that's going to work. Absolutely. Right. Um, so, again, it's an invitation. Listeners, if you have brilliant ideas for uh, Rivers of Light, we'd love to hear about them. Um, you know, you can send us email. You can email Tim at? Tim.hicks at fantasticmemoriestravel.com. You could email Willie at? Willie. W-I-L-L-I-E at wickedmousetravel.com. So he probably won't get back to you for about a week and a half. Um, (laughs) 
You could email me preoccupied right now. at Aaron, A-A-R-O-N, at mousemastertravel.com. Uh, any of us would love to get that feedback. You could even send us, uh, you know, you want to record a, an audio clip on your, on your phone that, you know, tells us uh, what you think would be a great solution. Hey, that'd be great too. We might even play the, the audio clip on the show if we can't arrange to get you on here to discuss it with us live. So, um, that'd be a cool thing to do too. Yeah, it would. Uh, so uh, until next time, I think we'll go ahead and wrap up here. Uh, I've been your host, Aaron Ripmaster, with my trusty co-hosts, Willie on his way to Disney in his mind already, Crocker. <laughs> Have a wicked wild night. Yeah. And Tim Hicks. For you. Uh, we'll see you real soon. In the meantime, wear your mask, get your vaccine. Let's make this thing go away. I don't play damn. I don't play a damn thing, man. I don't play a damn. I don't play a damn thing, man. I don't play a damn thing, man.